Hello, hello. You are listening to Apricity. My name is Sion Camille. I am your host. Apricity means the warmth of the sun in the winter. My hope is that this podcast brings you some warmth, like a cup of tea on a cold winter day would. It is currently 8.30 at night on a Monday, and I'm sitting in my bedroom. There's a big pile of outfits sitting next to me on my bed that I have tried on and visualized myself wearing in New York because, drumroll, I'm moving there for a month. And I'm so excited. And then I'm going to Montreal for a couple weeks, maybe a month. I leave on Saturday. It is currently Monday and I'm already packing. I'm already just so excited. It's all I can think about. And I don't know about you guys, but I am feeling a dramatic shift in life. Time has passed by so fast this year already. I feel like yesterday was January and now it's May and I've been thinking a lot about how just in my life so many things will feel static day to day but transformation is just always happening. Unseen forces are always at play in the dance of time. I had this hit me really hard because I have been going through a lot of growing pains. You guys know that song, Changes, by Black Sabbath? That is how I feel. My dad had surgery on his shoulder. Nothing serious, but I've been taking care of him. Hi, dad, if you're listening. My dad listens to almost every episode, so he's probably listening right now. I'm coming into the realization that I am less of a girl and more of a woman these days. And that comes with a lot of responsibility and growing up. So since my dad had surgery on his shoulder, he can't do a lot of things that he normally can do. And the other day I was lacing up his shoes and he laughed and said to me, Do you remember when I used to tie your shoes? And now the roles are reversed. And it just struck a chord in my heart because I know he's not dying, but he's aging. And I don't want him to age. I want him to pick me up like I'm three again and fly me around my parents' bedroom like I'm an airplane. I want to play hide-and-go-seek at Rocket Ship Park. I want to listen to him telling me stories as we hike forever. But now we're here and I'm helping him tie his shoes and taking him to doctor's appointments like he took me to soccer practice and helping him brush his teeth like he helped me brush mine. And it just hit me so intensely that time is headed in the direction that I am only going to be more of a caretaker for my parents as they get older. And then I began thinking about how many rituals that once existed between us have dissipated. 
and how we did those things. And I never realized that it was the last time we were doing them until it already happened. I never knew it was the last time I would go somewhere. So it made me really start to appreciate what's in front of me more because I don't know how much longer it'll be there. I've also been feeling really angry that time refuses to slow down and the only constant is change. I want to curl up inside memories and live there forever. I just don't think I realized how special these little things were that I experienced until I didn't have them anymore. And it's very strange because although I feel the heaviness of accepting growing older and seeing my parents get older and needing to help them more and them not wanting help and leaving my childhood, I'm also so excited about where I'm going and doing all the things that I dreamt of doing when I was a kid. Lana Del Rey came out with the song Brooklyn Baby when I was 15 and I'd listen to it and dream about the day I'd move to New York for a bit and now it's happening, which is just so surreal. Like, these things that feel like they'll never come to fruition do. It's just one of those prices that we pay as being human in this human experience, experiencing the good and the bad, allowing all the feelings to coexist, having different feelings towards the same thing. My different feelings towards the future are both excitement and fear at the same time. Throughout our lives, we all experience periods of transition. We have to leave parts of us behind of who we were in order to grow into who we're meant to be. The old habits, the old beliefs need to make way for new growth. And these transitions can be really painful. They can be confusing. They can be scary as we navigate the uncertainties of change. But it's like crossing a river. The only way to get to the other side is by going through it and accepting that there will be days where I spiral down the path of wanting my old life back, but knowing I have to move forward with intention. So this really brings me to today's podcast topic, which is how to move through seasons of growing pains and get comfortable being uncomfortable. I thought I would walk you guys through some lessons I've learned in different books that have helped me through growing pains, tell you about each book, where I was when I read it, and even read a little bit to you so that you can have a peek inside of it. So, book number one is Devotions by Mary Oliver. And the lesson I learned from this book is to embrace impermanence of things. This past fall, I went through a really intense season of grief after experiencing some loss in my life. And at the time, I was working remote and I booked a flight home to Colorado. It's where my dad lives, so I spend quite a lot of time there and usually am the most myself there. 
I feel the most grounded there because I can just spend my evenings walking by the river after work with a tea in hand, just admiring the golden amber hues. The air is so crisp in the fall there and the ground is carpeted with this amazing mosaic of orange and red and yellow leaves and walking through the streets you are just enveloped in the aroma of wood smoke from nearby fireplaces and when i was there this past fall i found a lot of comfort in this book a little synopsis of this book Devotions by Mary Oliver is a collection of poems spanning her entire career. It touches on nature, the beauty of the world, the relationship between humans and the natural world, and this book really helped me just learn to embrace the present moment and appreciate the small things that exist in those moments because everything is ever evolving and shifting. This book served as a reminder that although discomfort of growing pains may be intense, it's not forever. Here are a few pages that I loved. This poem is called Mornings at Blackwater. For years, every morning I drank from Blackwater Pond. It was flavored with oak leaves and also, no doubt, the feet of ducks and it always assuaged me from the dry bowl of the very far past. What I want to say is that the past is the past, and the present is what your life is, and you are capable of choosing what will be, darling citizen. So come to the pond or the river of your imagination or the harbor of your longing and put your lips to the world and live your life. That's what I love. Here is another one. This poem is very long, so I'm just going to read parts of it that I underline. It's called Sometimes. Sometimes melancholy leaves me breathless. Two or three times in my life I discovered love. Each time it seemed to solve everything. Each time it solved a great many things, but not everything yet left me a grateful as if it had indeed and thoroughly solved everything. God rest in my heart and fortify me. Take away my hunger for answers. Let the hours play upon my body, like the hands of my beloved. Let the cat head appear again, the smallest of your mysteries, some wild cousin of my own blood, probably. In the black dinner bowl of the pond, death waits for me. I know it around. One corner or another, this doesn't amuse me. Neither does it frighten me. After the rain, I went back into this field of sunflowers. It was cool and anything but drowsy. I walked slowly and listened to the crazy roots and the drenched earth laughing and growing. So that was a few pages from Devotions. Book number two is called Wabi Sabi by Leonard Koren. And a lesson that I learned in this book was to find the beauty in becoming rather than searching for a destination. I actually picked this one up at an art store near me, and I read it right after I graduated college in San Francisco last spring, and it's such an easy read. It's very short, so a little synopsis. 
that I wrote down earlier. Wabi Sabi for Artists, Designers, Poets, and Philosophers by Leonard Koren is a book that explores the Japanese concept of Wabi Sabi, which embraces the beauty of imperfection, transience, and simplicity. The book encourages readers to appreciate the passing of time and the beauty in decay. So this really reminded me of Growing Pains because wabi-sabi values imperfection impermanence and the beauty of things that are aged or weathered and i think a lot of times when we're experiencing growing pains whether it's deciding to let go of old habits or realizing that you are getting older it can be hard to appreciate all that has happened in order for you to arrive to where you're at I think sometimes I have this feeling of, oh my gosh, I wish I could erase the things that I've done in the past or the people that I've been in the past, but Wabi Sabi values imperfection and it values impermanence. When we're going through a period of change or transition, we may feel imperfect or unfinished, like we're still in the process of becoming. But I think that this book has just reminded me that there is no arrival, that we are just continually becoming, and that life is just this very secular process. It's not point A to point B. There are times where I feel like my old self is slipping away, but as you shed old habits and as you shed old ways of thinking, it's making room for the new. So essentially, finding value in the journey itself. I'm going to read you some pages from it. The Wabi Sabi Universe. On a metaphysical basis, things are either devolving toward or evolving from nothingness. The spiritual values is that truth can come from the observation of nature. Greatness exists in inconspicuous and overlooked details. Beauty can be coaxed out of ugliness. The state of mind is accepting of the inevitable. Appreciation of the cosmic order. This really reminded me of my dad aging. (laughs) The moral principles are getting rid of all that is unnecessary and focusing on the intrinsic. So that's one page. Let's read another. The wabi-sabi state of mind is often communicated through poetry because poetry lends itself to emotional expression and strong reverberating images that seem larger than the small verbal frame that holds them. So that is book number two, Wabi-sabi by Leonard Koren, Finding the Beauty and Becoming. It's also just a really great book if you're some type of artist, designer, poet, thinker, honestly anyone. You don't have to be one of those things. You can just be a human and you will enjoy it. Okay, book number three is one I read very recently called Bluettes by Maggie Nelson. I read this recently when I was on a plane to Las Vegas to go to an herb convention for teas. I read this at the airport waiting for a flight and just was so completely enveloped in it. I wanted to sit in that universe of this book and re-experience it over and over again. 
Bluettes by Maggie Nelson is a poetic memoir that explores the color blue through personal anecdotes, philosophical musings, and cultural references. She reflects on everything from love and loss to desire and intimacy as she describes her obsession with the color blue and its various shades. It's a meditation on grief and the ways in which we use objects and colors to understand our experiences of the world. Something that really stood out to me about this book and why I chose it for the Growing Pains episode was she wrote a lot about heavier themes, but as you read it, you can really feel that she's sitting with them. She focuses on the beauty and complexity of the color blue and she's able to find this really beautiful solace and meaning in her pain and see it as a part of the larger more complex part of the human experience i just realized i never said a lesson for number three book three number three is remember that feelings can coexist and that neither is right or wrong. Different dream, same period. Out at a house by the shore, a serious landscape. There was a dance underway in a mahogany ballroom where we were dancing the way people dance when they are telling each other how they want to make love. Afterward, it was time for the rough magic to cast the spell I had to place on each blue object. Two marbles, a miniature feather, a shard of azure glass, a string of lapis into my mouth then hold them where they discharged an unbearable milk. When I looked up to you, you were escaping on a skiff suddenly wanted. I spit out the objects in the snaky blue paste on my plate and offered to help the police boat look for you, but they said the currents were too unusual, so I stayed behind and became known as the lady who waits, the sad sack of town with hair that smells like an animal. Some things do change, however. A membrane can simply rip off your life, like a skin of congealed paint torn off the top of a can. I remember that day very clearly. I had received a phone call. A friend had been in an accident. Perhaps she would not live. She had a very little face and her spine was broken in two places. She had not yet moved. The doctor described her as a pebble in the water. I walked around Brooklyn and noticed that the faded periwinkle of the abandoned mobile gas station on the corner was suddenly blooming and the baby shit yellow showers at my gym where snow sometimes fluttered in. Through the crack gate windows, I noticed that the yellow paint was peeling in spots, and a decent industrial blue was trying to creep in. At the bottom of the swimming pool, I watched the white winter light spangle the cloudy blue, and I knew together they made God. When I walked into my friend's hospital room, her eyes were a piercing pale blue, and the only part of her body that could move. I was scared, so was she. The blue was beating. I want to keep reading, but I know I should stop (laughs) because you should just buy the book. But she writes about truth, and I think that something I have a hard time with this podcast is I'm always like, but here's the positive takeaway. But sometimes truth is acknowledging that beauty and pain coexist in life, and pain is an aspect of living. Without the darker moments, we wouldn't see the beautiful ones, but yes, the pain fucking sucks. I hope you guys enjoyed hearing a little of each book and maybe you feel inspired to pick one up or maybe you just enjoyed reflecting on your own life while listening and want to grab a pen and paper to reflect. Before I end, I just wanted to add a little section to 
monthly episodes where I share monthly favorites with you guys, Mind, Body, Spirit edition. I really believe this podcast is kind of just a diary of my healing journey, but my healing journey really does consist of focusing on the pillars of health, the mind, the body, the spirit. So for the mind, I have been writing so much, like every single day, whatever comes to my heart, poetry, journaling, and it just feels so good. It makes me more aware of my day-to-day life and reoccurring themes that come up. Just having self-awareness for it all and a space to hold space for that self-awareness, aka my journal. Another thing I've been doing is taking hot showers before bed to calm me down and de-stimulate. I'm probably about to go do that after I finish recording. Another one I have been doing is being on a consistent sleep schedule where I get up early. It has done so much for my mental health to just stick to a sleep schedule and get up early in the morning because I feel like for my brain that moves a million miles an hour, to just have a couple hours in the morning where there's space is just really nice and during that time I have been going to Pilates which goes into my first one for the body. Number one for the body I have been doing Pilates again and I shared with a lot of you guys about my half marathon training journey that ended much quicker than I wanted it to. I pulled my hip flexor and I did physical therapy for like three and a half months and I have been trying to get back into running but every single time I go for a run my hip flares up again but if I weight lift, do Pilates, do yoga, cycle, my hip is fine. So I think it's just my body communicating to me that maybe it doesn't like to run and maybe that's okay, you know? Pilates has been making me feel so strong and it's such an amazing workout. It's good for your hormones because it's not high intensity interval training. I've been loving it. I've just been going early in the morning. Another thing I've been doing for the body is CBD with valerian root. There's this gummy at Erewhon that they sell. It is so good and valerian root just knocks you out and that has helped my sleep schedule a lot. Lastly, my big favorite is chicken bone broth. I just cannot handle the taste of beef bone broth. I wish I liked it, but it's just too beefy for me. But I love chicken bone broth. And so I have been having that because I'm trying really hard to heal my gut. It's a great source of protein, which I'm trying to get as much of that in as possible. Because when we work out, we need protein to repair our muscles. Protein also keeps us full and is important for hormone health. So I just love bone broth for that. It's filled with collagen, great for skin. And then lastly, my last category is for the spirit. I have just been watching a lot more funny TV shows. I feel like I don't have the space to always watch things that are super thought-provoking and deep and 
sometimes humor is just the best thing you can play into and laughing and just taking things lighthearted, you know? Life doesn't always have to be so serious, so I've just been loving watching things that make me laugh. Another one is being around animals has been really good for my spirit. I was dog-sitting for a bit, and just going to the park and playing with a dog lifts your spirits so much, and I'm like, I really need to get a dog. They're so lighthearted and playful and get excited by the smallest things. And lastly, for the soul, for the spirit, I've been trying to keep my room cleaner, even though I know I started this episode saying I have a pile of clothes next to me. But just having like a clean space takes a lot of effort for me consciously trying to clean my room and keep it organized every day takes time but it really does just make me feel so much more at home in my room and my brain feels more organized when it's just not cluttered around me so those are my favorites for the mind body spirit that is all for today's episode sending you a big hug if you enjoyed please rate it it helps me so much and message me on instagram and let me know what you think love your friend sion